0: 2 Corinthians 3, 4 says, Such is the confidence that we have through Christ before God. It is not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything as coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God. He has made us competent to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. Heavenly Father, would you teach us today to be confident in you? Would you help clarify our callings so our confidence is in you and i thank you that we can be confident in you through christ i pray amen so where does your confidence come from if you're really honest where does your confidence come from does it come from your abilities to your experience your knowledge um the encouragement that other people have given you um or does it come from god and his calling in your life 2 Corinthians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul says that our confidence comes through Christ. Our confidence isn't because we are adequate in our giftedness and ability and preparation. Our confidence is in our calling. Now, if our calling isn't clear, if the norm for us is to trust in our own abilities and 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 training and experience, then this whole passage that we've just read, these verses in 2 Corinthians 3, 4 through 6, are going to kind of sound like the adults in Charlie Brown television shows. You know, wah, 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 wah. But listen again to what Paul says. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ before God. I don't know about you, but I want to have confidence. But to be really uh, genuine confidence... It is not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything as coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God. He has made us competent to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. Here's the question. Let's imagine that God calls you to do something that you're not competent to do. Let's imagine that God calls you to obey, to do some things that you don't feel up to, you don't feel adequate for, you don't feel prepared for. Where's your confidence in God's call to obey or in your own knowledge, preparation, competence? For instance, Jesus says, Go and make disciples of all nations. Go and make disciples. How many disciples are you making? How many people are you talking to this week? Helping them walk more closely with Christ. Take some next step with him. How many people will you baptize this year? Because you are sharing. Why don't we do that? Because what do we say? I'm not competent. I don't have the preparation. It's not my giftedness. And so the question goes, where is our confidence? Is it in our calling? Which is to obey Christ. Or is it in what we can see, our abilities, our, our our giftedness, our training? Born in 1902, Gladys Aylward was not somebody that would impress many people of her day. If you were looking at, for people born in 1902 who would make some great impact on the world for Christ, Gladys was not one that you would probably pick. She was born in a working-class family in London, England. Her parents were both postal workers. They were not trained evangelists. They were not highly educated you know, uh, intellectuals and, and well-known ministers or preachers. They were just regular people. But she had a heart for lost people and a heart for God. And so Gladys enrolled in a course offered by the famous China Inland Mission, because she had the sense that she needed to go reach lost people in China. Now, she did not graduate valedictorian. She did not, in fact, graduate near the top of her class. Fact is, she didn't graduate at all because no matter how hard she studied Mandarin, she just could not pass her Mandarin classes and since she was already one of the older students, probably too old to fit in uh, for those who are applying to join China Inland Mission, they were told, her, that she was told, just give up. She would no longer be allowed to train to be a missionary in China. She was rejected. But as so often is the case, Gladys calling triumph, uh, trumped over competency, got a calling on her life, and her confidence was in him. So convinced of God's leading, she continued to work. She continued to save money. She continued to look for opportunities to be a missionary in the midst of the season of preparation, she heard about a woman by the name of Mrs. Je- uh, Jeannie Lawson, a 73-year-old missionary in China. And Jeannie Lawson was, was asking for missionaries to come support her in her work as she aged. Gladys accepted the invitation. But she lacked funding for a safe voyage. The safe voyage would have been over, over, over the water and around, and that would have been a safe way to go, but that was so expensive she couldn't afford that. So, according to an AP report, she set out with a bedroll, a kettle, a saucepan, and a, a suitcase of canned food, a little change, and much religious fervor. And she went on the dangerous Trans-Siberian Railway through hostile Soviet territory, um, Russian territory. And the Russians and the Chinese were in the midst of a conflict at this point. Um, So dangerous did she expect. She she knew she was headed for danger. So she told her parents, in fact, never get me out or pay ransom for me. God is sufficient. She knew there was a chance she was going to be kidnapped and held for ransom. Her trip went perfectly, however, If by perfect, you mean that she would be driven into the middle of this Russian-Chinese conflict, only to be tamed by the Russians, narrowly escaping uh, forced military service. At one point, the train that she was on was stopped, and she was forced to make a 30-mile walk backwards to the previous station. She went days without food. She nearly starved to death. In God's eyes alone was her journey to China perfect. In everybody else's eyes, it looked like far from ideal. But once in China, she finally connected with Mrs. Lawson in the mountains in this inland city by the name of Yang Yangchen. Most residents had never heard or had never seen... Europeans other than Mrs. Lawson and Miss Elward, and so it was natural for them to distrust the missionary women, and so the teaching was difficult. Together they established what they called the end of the eight happinesses love, virtue, gentleness, tolerance, loyalty, truth, beauty, and devotion. The inn served as a pit stop for merchants and other travelers making their ways to the western parts of China. But while they fed them food and nourishment and housing, um, these two bold women also fed them the word of God. They would share them Bible stories. As a result, some surrendered their lives to Christ, but many... Both Christian and non-Christian would take the Bible stories with them and share them with other travelers along the trail. And as a result, God's word spread wherever they went. Gladys, who was once refused missionary service because she could not learn the language, through much work and experience learned Mandarin, became proficient and became a welcome member of the Yang Chen community. Mrs. Lawson fell tragically and then died suddenly as a result of the fall, and Gladys was then left in charge. She converted the inn into an orphanage. And while so far, the story is pretty exciting. The most impressive starts parts of her story are actually yet to be written. I don't have time, I'm not going to take time to share with you all those stories. Alan Burgess, in his 1957 biography of her, called her the little, the small woman. Small in stature, small in expectations, great in humility. So great was her smallness. That her, the words of Hebrews eleven thirty-eight applied to her. That this world was not worthy of her. Reader's Digest heard about her adventures and turned it, turned her life story into condensed book. Hollywood found her story so exciting they turned it into a movie called The End of the Sixth Happiness, and she was not pleased with that movie for several reasons. Newsweek magazine reviewed it with incredulity. Um, In order for a movie to be good, the reviewer wrote, the story should be believable. Turns out the writer of that review believed, didn't realize that it was a story based on fact. He thought it was a complete fiction. Far-fetched at that. Yet, and... This is the point to keep in mind. Gladys Allward started her missionary life with rejection. The experts in the China, Chinese mission said, You're not qualified. Gladys herself famously said, I wasn't God's first choice for what, I, for what I have done in China. I don't know who was. It must have been a man, a well educated man. I don't know what happened. Perhaps he died. Perhaps he wasn't willing. And God looked down and saw Gladys Aylward and said, well, she's willing. See, she knew that she wasn't the most gifted. She wasn't the best with language. She knew a man would naturally have greater respect there in China than a woman would. And yet, calling trumped competence. And God made her competent for the work that He would have her to do. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ before God. It is not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything that is coming from ourselves, but our adequacy is from God. He has made us competent to be ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit. Where's your confidence today? Now, I to say words confidence was to follow God's calling to China despite being rejected, not having enough funds, needing to, needing to travel through hostile battles between Russia and China, being a woman in a foreign land. Despite every obstacle she faced, she went through not because her confidence was in herself but because her confidence was in the God who called her. So what is your calling? How is God calling you to be obedient today? Will you trust in not your flesh, not your abilities, not your training, but in your obedience to God, to what he's asking you to do? Today, what does it look like for you to walk in your calling and not in your competence, to trust in your God and not in your flesh? Heavenly Father, I thank you that such confidence as this is ours through Christ because you make us adequate. Help us to have faith in you that we can trust that if you have called us, that you will make us competent, that if you have asked us to obey, that you will give us the words, that you will give us the sufficiency. Um, I pray that you would help us to make disciples, that that you would help us to share Jesus with people today. And every time Satan whispers in us that we don't know enough, that we won't be effective, that we can't handle it, that you would remind us that your calling, that obedience to your calling is enough. And I pray that you would help us to experience your power the way that Gladys Elward did and that others would know that you're a great God. Through Christ I pray, amen. So there are lots of people this week who are not going to hear about Christ unless they hear from you. Will you trust God's calling to obedience and trust him to make you adequate? I hope so. Hope to see you soon.